様、本当の名は何という十ゲーム、十ゲーム、五島のすり切れ、カイジャリ水源の水源末、雲来末、風来末、クーネルところに住むところ、ヤブラコーのブラコーパイポパイポパイポの修林岩、修林岩のグーリン大、グーリン大のポンポコビー、ポンポコナーの超救命の長介。キングダの私の名も順でめじめも五行のせりふで感じる世界の世界を待つ運来待つ運来待つ空なるところに住むところヤブラコーディブラコーディパイポパイポのショリンガンショリンガンのグリンダイグリンダイのポンポコビーのポンポコナーの超級名の長介という Hello everyone and welcome once again to Five Grams of Iron, the official podcast of the anime of the manga of the Hiromu Arakawa. I'm Eddie Colazzo, also known as、uh, Olivier Armstrong's tag team partner.、Uh-huh. And with me as always is Brick Sovelsby. Hi, I'm Destiny Guns. Yeah! Yeah. Hey, hey everyone. Uh huh. Thanks. You know? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Eddie. Thanks, everybody in the chat.、Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Mm hmm. Pretty good. <laughs> yep, good shit. Can I, I want to get this out of the way up front. We're going to be talking、uh, about it a lot, but yeah, go so ahead. Not, well, adjacent to that is, uh, Many months ago, a few members of the chat wanted to start something they called Pigot's Trick, where we tried to trick you into thinking that the character of Denny Brosh was a homunculus.、Uh, oh, and I made the mistake of not knowing who that was. Exactly. And I was, <laughs> I, I remember being upfront. I was like, Brooks is not even going to remember who that is. And then someone would be like, Game Grumps. And I'd be like, okay, but still, that's like a level removed. So,、uh, Pigot's Trick. It, it succeeded in, in a way of、uh, drawing your attention elsewhere. That's true.、Mm-hmm. That、uh, must not- be the only reason anybody ever brings up Denny Brosh, because otherwise, completely forgettable character. Hope he never shows up again. At least in our chat. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah, nobody in our chat ever talked about Salim. <laughs> It's weird.、Yeah. <laughs> nobody ever talked about my perfect little guy. Still, still, you, you still feel that way. I'm guessing. Still just kind of a Listen, I, nice little boy. I、mm-hmm. reach within to your local father <laughs> and you may find a son and boy. I, the thing is, here's, here was my watching schedule.、Um, everybody was fucking posting about it and I didn't look at any, like, you know, spoilers, but my Twitter is attached to,、uh, the, mm-hmm. the, our fucking thing. So I can see when it's getting a lot of notifications. And, um, when I wasn't being banned for posting about Scrappy Doo on Twitter. You weren't banned for retweeting Joe Biden. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I platformed Joe Biden and now I'm canceled. <laughs> um, fucking, don't post that picture of Joe Biden. It, you'll get, you'll get your account locked.、Mm-hmm. Um, 11 years of pristine posting, never had an account lock until just now.、Um, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Can't wait to, can't wait to vote for you. Yeah, yeah, catch me doing that. Um, I'm, I'm a single issue voter and my issue is,、uh, my friend got banned from Twitter because of <laughs> Which is usually Tulsi voters. That's usually their lane. Yeah, that's usually their lane. <laughs> <Yeah> . Anyways, um, to get back to the little boy, um, so last night I was, uh, I watched the first episode. I was sleepy. I was tired, but I, I cracked open a Diet Mountain Dew and I popped open the first episode and I watched it and I was like, Awesome! He's the little guy! Like,、mm-hmm. that's an interesting wrinkle in his, in his character. But everybody in the replies seems to be very angry at him. He must have done something <laughs> wrong in the second episode. So I won't post much about it, cause I don't w a n t to be like, he's great, and then Salim, like, uh, messes up Alphonse's symbol and kills him. 
And then the second episode, there was nothing new. He's fine. He's shades of gray. He's what people want in characters. He is. I was, I, it took every ounce of strength I had not to post the second picture of Salim when the guy says Full Metal Alchemist. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm sure you were just like vain kid every time, like, I was like, I'm so proud of him, and you were just probably like, I I bet you are proud. Don't get greedy with those words. Um, oh man, I'm sad that greed fell into a volcano. I wonder if I'm now I'm out of sweet little boys to cheer for. Um, it might be every episode we've done so far. You've said something like, I don't know. I bet Salim will. And then I have to like tense up every muscle in my body. And then you say like, do alchemy. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, very, (laughs) very brave of you to riff with me about Salim knowing what you knew. (laughs) It's fucking like the the Mission Impossible lasers, yeah. like dodging. <laughs> <laughs> well, mission accomplished. Uh, we mm-hmm. did it. I think maybe part of I'll, I'll be reflexive. I'll navel gaze a little bit here. Maybe the reason I still like Salim is because I kind of don't understand hum- homunculi very much. Uh-huh. I know that he's well, the first one. I learned that because he said it out loud. <laughs> but I haven't really thought about it beyond that. I don't know if that means that he's been a first grader forever, if he's father's dad, if he's choosing to be a little boy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll find out. To keep watching. Uh, first episode we're talking about this week is is what Salim said, the first Hungle Among Us, first homunculus. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said in that. This is my new voice. I'm Salim. He says, hello, I am Salim. <laughs> An automator. Am, uh, automator. Deltron. Uh... So. He just decides. Sorry, I was like, he just decides to show up that he's evil now. <laughs> he just read the script and he's like, "I'm tired of being a regular little boy. I'm going to have wrinkles. Hawkeye- I'm going to have Jotaro Kujo wrinkles on my face now. I've decided." Hawkeye just turns around and is like, "That was weird." And then he shows up. He's like, "Did you like my disguise, Hawkeye?" Like he sends a fucking Stannis Baratheon shadow to kill Hawkeye, and she turns around and he says, "Ah, you've solved my riddle." <laughs> Are you vexed? <laughs> Anyways, I'm Palpatine now. <laughs> uh, this one starts. Okay, I dr- <laughs> I traced my hand onto some construction paper and made a turkey for Thanksgiving. That the scene of all the like uh, Briggs guys dying in the in the tunnel, but it's the big construction paper turkey <laughs> image, like going down the walls. Anyways, okay. so fucking Winry's here. Mm-hmm. She shows up uh, and she says, I don't know if I'm hostage. And she's giving Ed a new arm. She's giving Ed a new arm and, and Kimberly's dudes are like, oh, we're an escort. Uh, and Kimberly's in the room with them and Ed just leans in very close and he's like, uh, don't, don't trust Kimberly. He's, he's evil. Winry's like, I don't know. He seemed kind of nice when we talked in the car and he said he respects my parents and, he said, hey, like, your family your family got murked, right? They were holding a picture of you, by the way. I just met you, and I'm Kimberly. <laughs> by the way, they were holding a picture of you, and they said, please, if you ever see our daughter, Winry Rockbell, please, yeah. you must tell her. <laughs> he said, uh, didn't happening. you know who gave you your heart? Anyways, uh, we go back to the president, and Kimberly takes off his hat, and it's fucking disgusting. I hate him without It sucks. Hat. I take back everything I said until he puts his hat back on in episode two of this week. It sucks. Uh, he looks like me drawing envy from memory. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great. I'm like, okay, um, yeah, I think I think Kimberly had like some some spider hair, but aside from that, 
completely forgettable character. Can't, t- can't tell you much. Yeah. Uh, so Ed, Ed is like, oh, uh, Kimberly is evil and did bad things. And then he freaks out because he remembers that, like, all he knows about Ishval is what Hawkeye told him. And I, this is his, his centrist node going haywire because he's realizing he doesn't have both sides of the story. That's <laughs> like, true. He, he just watched he, Rashomon he, and he's like, holy fuck. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, oh, what else did, did Hawkeye say? I'm in love with Winry Rockbell. And then he becomes a fucking, like, super bouncy ball and just starts blasting around. He dies. It's very sad. Rest in peace. He dies. And then he starts, like, what I can only assume is, like, he starts reciting the periodic table of elements <laughs> so he doesn't get horned up. He's, like he starts saying the pledge of allegiance. He does, <laughs> and and then, he, but he, he's so busy doing that that Winry says out loud, "Why did I have to fall for Elric Kiodai Edward?" Yeah. And but he's too busy activating brain blast to even notice. Neither of them notice, and fucking Kimberly is just standing in the room watching this, sipping a coffee. <laughs> um. Anyway, she puts his his new cold weather arm on. Fucking Buccaneer comes in, he's like, hey, check this out. And then he starts freaking out about the M1910 light combat auto mail. He's, he's got a big kitty arm. He says it's like the the, the big boy edition. <laughs> he's like, this is the Gator Stomper 360. Listen, it's been a big week for big Buccaneers, that's for sure. It has. How are you feeling about their chances, uh, assuming we ever play football again? If we ever play American football within the big stadium ever again, the Super Bowl of 2021 will be the Seattle Seahawks versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Excuse me, the Tampa Bay, Bra- excuse me, the Tampa Brady Gronkineers, and they're going to win. <laughs> who, who are you rooting for in that scenario? You know, it's kind of like when the Elrics fight Scar. Oh, okay. You, it's kind of like, you know... They just main, hope they have fun. Like, the Seahawks are the main characters, and it's like, you know, get get on out there. Um, mm-hmm. You deserve it. But I'm sure you're going to do well in the future. So right now, I kind of do like the heel team of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like, the, I like the Thanos squad. Sorry for uh, so much sports talk this early on, but um, I think I'm going to go... I'm going to go whole hog. I'm going to put all my chips on the table. I'm going to uh, show solidarity, solidarity with George. Uh, I think I'm gonna gonna go with the G-men. Gonna start uh following Big Blue. Oh, you're not um you're not excited about the Jets? No, no. <laughs> you're not excited about the Jets? Uh, Giants have Saquon Barkley. I saw them draft fucking huge dudes. So that's all I need to see. I'm I'm all in on them. The thing is, I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this are, like, not interested in, in sports chat at all. For some reason, that's probably not what they tuned in for. But mm-hmm. let me just say, for future Can't reference, why. Uh-huh. if you want to get into sports, I never would have thought this beforehand. Watching the draft will make you cheer for sports. Because you see huge fucking 19-year-olds, they're like six foot seven with their extended families just crying because they they get put on a team they get put on a team and then into the frame walks like another enormous father who's so proud and emotional yeah. and i love that for them uh-huh. and um and then did you see the guy that's gonna be on the buccaneers protecting touchdown tom no his name is tristan Wirfs, and he jumped out of like a four-foot pool and landed on his feet from the bottom of the pool with water in it just huge dudes it's fu- just big meaty men slapping meat. Anyways, let's get back to the show. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Uh, this is uh, Al. Al is mm-hmm. in Metal Baby Jail. Oh yeah. 
uh, Al- Allison Jail and Kimberly's guys talk to him, and they're just like, hey, you gotta stay here. You can't come out. And as they're still talking to him and being like, hey, you metal idiot, he just walks away and sits down and starts thinking of a plan. I, I and, just, I And you can, I like, love... hear them talking in the background. Yeah. I love that, like, so fucking the little brother who doesn't even, who literally does not have a brain right now, mm-hmm. just like a hunk of metal, is, no offense, is like quietly contemplating how it's like, damn, they're really using Winry as a tool to show their power over us and as leverage. And meanwhile, Big Brother Ed is like, damn, I hate my wife. Just like, not thinking about that at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh... After that, we cut to more Briggs guys, and they're like, hey, we're going to go check in the evil hole for a little bit, um, the place where everyone died. If we're we're going to reach into exactly, our local hole. If we're not back in exactly 24 hours, lock us down there forever. Um, and Armstrong's like, also, remember when I killed General Raven? That, w- that was my choice, and uh, I chose to do that. So if anyone says something, you don't know about it. And they go, oh, okay. Oh, you're the boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the tag team partner line, I think that was Roy Mustang. Well, when he's getting flower intel next? He's getting flower intel, yeah. Um, it's because it's like, oh, uh, General Armstrong, like, entrusted this information to you or whatever. And then we find out this, this flower lady says, I have served the Armstrong family for generations and removes her streganona bonnet to reveal like a, a twirl of hair that I guess they have. Roy Mustang gives her 35,000 cents and he goes, who are you? And she says, Ray Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I still haven't seen the last one. Oh, so. well, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I it's I I could you know figure out based on everything you know through osmosis, but right. I guess it's not good. It's not very good. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't care for it, but I also I like the eighth one. Um, mm-hmm. So it's impossible to say whether my opinion. The Knives Out guy made it. It was good. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways, you know what? Um, I, um, you know what? Knives guy. Knives guy out. Actually, also directed. <laughs> What's the that? Famous, the famous fly episode of Breaking Bad. There you go. So, um, good opinions only. Good opinions only. So Roy Mustang is like, what am I going to do with these 100 flowers? Mm-hmm. Because everybody's uh, like, look at this loser with all these yeah, fucking... Yeah, they're like, I bet this, this fucking, dude has a girlfriend. Fuck this look dude. Look at this fucking creep weirdo. What's he doing here? Roy Mustang, it's... You forget that it's the, tw- it's the early 20th century. Perhaps he's inventing giving flowers to your girlfriend. Like, they didn't know about that yet. Exactly, yeah. He's he's proposing a proposal, is what he's proposing. Yeah, that is what he's doing. Anyways, fucking, we go back to the uh, tunnel squad, mm-hmm. and uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers find a, the dead horse of ill omen, and then some survivors. Mm-hmm. And then there's just, like, a nasty little eye on the wall that wakes up, and it's like, it's maybe like, I'll kill them, but maybe not it's yet. Like, it's like, they, they're like, oh, no lights, the shadow is coming, we don't have names. And <laughs> the big shadow with teeth and eyeballs is, like, lurking. Like, it makes the troll away. face. It makes, it makes, it makes, uh, tricked face. And they're like, shut up the light, we're gonna get yeah. trolled. <laughs> no, he's, he's going to vex us, please. <laughs> Is this where, um, oh, this is where Hawkeye goes to the Bradley residence and normal, yes. sh- normal shit happens. Yeah, and, and then we see the same shadows that we just saw, but. Yeah, it's uh, a Hawkeye. smash cut from the demon shadows to like, 
uh, a monster demon little hand shadow showing up, but then it's Salim. It's probably nothing. It's Salim, so it's n- it's nothing to be worried about. Yeah, and he's very polite, and he's like, "Have you have you seen my dad? Uh, mucho gusto, Hawkeye. <laughs> I'm I'm on Duolingo. I'm going to bed now. I'm going to co in a wheel picture. <laughs> it's six thirty p.m. I gotta go to bed. <laughs> six thirty. I'm gonna go make a picture of a sunflower. Bye. I'm, I'm sorry to intrude. I love you. Good night. <laughs> Uh, so Hawkeye's talking to, uh, to Mrs. King Fuhrer, and she says, oh, since he's my adopted son, I can be unreserved in my pride, which is cool. Oh, she said that! She She said pride! She said pride, you get it. I do. Um, she's She's like, Salim, can you play your favorite song on the piano right before bed? And she she says, (laughs) okay! And he starts playing the fucking horror piano sting from Us. Uh, and she's like, I'm not related I, to him at all. See, we went, you went, uh, us. I was gonna go Pride and Joy. That would have been funnier. We'll see. We'll we'll put it. Yeah, we'll run the numbers. Um. So Riza Hawkeye does the official walk of thinking about King Bradley having no relatives. Uh huh. But then, uh, Salim knows this, and he appears in the darkness, and he's doing evil fingers. He's a small red, a small red boy, and he says, "So you've ju- you've discovered the joke of Salim, the joke of Salim." And fucking Risa Hawkeye's like, "I knew that kid had rancid vibes." Yeah, I just this is the weird bloodlust sensation she had when she met Gluttony. <laughs> Uh-huh. She's like, but this is much worse. This is the bloodlust sensation of a murder killer. Yeah. Which even so, I'm sure most people watching this is like, oh, this is, this clearly, I'm reading the, uh, literariness of the synecdoche within the text, and I'm finding that Salim is perhaps pride. But in my mind at this point, it was like, this is envy. <laughs> Envy's in disguise. That's not my little boy. Envy's been pretending to be Salim this whole time. Yeah. Uh, it's simply, it was cool when Arya did it. Selene becomes problematic because he's like, my mother never stops talking. Am I right, Rodney Dangerfield? <laughs> I forgot that Selene becomes Scrappy-Doo from Scooby-Doo 2002 film. She sure He almost says the B word. You have a lot of guts asking my true identity. He says, don't, don't worry, I have even more hands to hug you with. I have <laughs> so many hands for hugging. But then he transforms and his face becomes very old and he's like, how dare you compare me to gluttony? I am pride. I am the first homunculus. Oh, sorry, my ruby necklace fell off for a second. <laughs> and then he does the fucking, like, millions of tendril hands extend out and he does the, like, light cut on Hawkeye's face. And she's like, isn't it bad to kill your hostage? And he's like, yes, it is. Goodbye. Yeah. My, yeah, my secret. His, his name of pride. My name of Pride. <laughs> Goodbye, so, guy. Okay, so I'm sure I'm I'm guessing we're gonna find out a little bit more about this Pride fellow. But so you can you know mum's the word if you want. Mm-hmm. But right now I don't know if I just think it's really funny if this this ancient this ancient monster like is forever a first grader. Like if he still has to do times tables when he wakes up. Mm. that's all i can that's all that i can sort of there's a lot of more important things that this episode can make me worry about and that you should have made me worry about but that's really like the main thing the main takeaway a day in the life of a Salim. yeah i want a slice of life it's just like with when you see Arya stark become walder Frey, you're like does was she like wiping his doo-doo ass when she was in you know like it's Mm -hmm. yeah 
Much to think about. Much to think about. So he says, I'll always be watching you from your shadow, Lieutenant. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> your thoughts are very nasty. Anyways, <laughs> we go to fucking Briggs and whatever. <laughs> uh, okay, so we go to, we go to Briggs and uh, Kimberly, his hat is still off, but it's on the table. It's within reach and he won't put it on his head. Uh-huh. And he's talking to, to Edward, Edward Elricks. And he says, okay. Here are the three rules for listening to my teenage furor, he says. One. Number one, war. Number two, war. crimes. <laughs> so he says, first, find Scar. When you find him, I have to kill him. And Ed's like, okay, all right, yeah, I'll do it. Number two, find Dr. Marco. But when you find him, I have to kill him. And it's like, yeah, okay. Number three, carve a crest of blood here at Briggs. <laughs> like, What? What? And Ed gets mad, and Kimberly does the fucking zip it Dr. Evil bit. Yeah. He's like, okay, so the three things are find two guys and also murder every single person that I know. Yeah. And the, th- but- the thing is, I, again, the hat's not on, so we, we're not, we're anti-Kimberly right now. Mm. However, when, like, when he's, Ed, like, fucking Kimberly is like, you must have resolve to do mass murder. And Ed goes, I have the resolve to not kill others. And Kimberly's just like, he's, it's really, he's, this is the first time he's ever thought of it. He's really, he ponders, he's like, hmm, to not kill others, much to consider. It seems we're at an impasse. Yeah. Like, uh, so then fucking Ed is like, tell me now your beliefs. And Kimberly's (laughs) just like, I don't know, man, I just want to see it. He says, how come you became Euron and became White Walker? And he says, because they, they're they cool. They let me do cool shit with my powers. He's just like, the one is, I want to know what happens. Like, I want to see the end of the, the book. I want to turn to the last page and read it. Also, look at my cool alchemy tattoos. They just let me murder everyone, and that's sick, and I like it. Yeah, it's so, pretty cool. Um, you're just and gonna here, have to deal anyways, with Anyways, here's a nasty, like, slightly chewed stone that you can have if you do war crimes for me. Yeah, it's just fucked up he gives him the shitty one. Like, yeah. he doesn't even give him the, the nice spherical marble one. Yeah, that's some sun, like, shoo, you, sun shoo sh- shit. You so just gotta, you give him the bad one. You want Philosopher's Stone? Do it. And then, uh, he's, he, Ed's like, okay, I, I will definitely murder every single person I met in the past, uh, 48 hours well let me tell alan winry about it first and he's like okay but Mm -hmm. i have to come with you and you talk to them uh so winry's in the jail cell too now and ed comes back he's like hey winry you're in jail and she's like oh shit i guess i am (laughs) oh damn um but even with kimberly there ed is like hey kimberly you're a hostage by the way yeah uh anyway uh i was just told that i need to murder every single person that i know i thought he was gonna dress it up a little bit Winry's like, ah, oh, shit, I was so simple, I thought the army was good. Which, you know, may lead to some future development. Listen, am I, when I was, when I was young, I also mm-hmm. thought that. Mm-hmm. We, well, we experience growth. When the army man calls you and he says, hello, my name is Solf J. Kimbley, the Crimson Alchemist, you say, well, he's probably good. Yeah. Whom among us didn't give the army recruiter your actual phone number when you were 16 and in high school because you didn't understand how to say no to it, like, to somebody who asked you for something? Mm-hmm. Wasn't me. Um, uh, so anyways, th- oh, this is where fucking Ed's like, uh, I can get the epic stone if I do this. Mm-hmm. And this is, that's where Alphonse is like, but don't you know that it's people? And it, Ed is just out loud screaming, I know, shut up. Because mm-hmm. that would be crossing the line to. Yeah. 
then he's like, okay, well, I'll do all the things, but I I explicitly have to do the three texts you gave me in order. So let's go look for Scar first. Um, but also Al and Winry get to come because Al uh, can't get hurt in the cold and Winry is my mechanic, so she has to be there. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then Al is like, anyways, Winry, the stone is human sacrifice in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's made from people. Anyway, uh, I know he's not going to use it. So let's just kind of see where this goes. Yeah, we're that was all a ruse. We're just trying to get to Mei Chan. We're doing Alkahestry. And Winry mm-hmm. says, good, it is lying time. Let's do it. I can't wait to lie to army officials. Let's do this shit. Uh, that's the episode. Well, don't for, don't forget that we see... That's the last important thing. But then we get to see Olivier looking at them epically from atop um, oh, yeah. her fortress. Goodbye, queen. See you later. Bye, see you later. Um, before we get to the next one, let's check it with the Patreon. Dot com slash postgamerthrones. Or if you like, you can donate to us. At $1 a month, you get access to all of our bonus content, including Carry Me Home that I do with producer Kim. Gotta, gotta watch funny. Gotta find some time. Gotta to watch funny. Uh, words and deeds that I do with Brooks. That's about Metal Gear. Uh, I was just checking the other day for fun reasons. Um, the guy who does Raiden's voice is on Cameo, so... Oh! Just some information. Okay, well, under no circumstances can anybody let him know about our show, because he'll have his feelings hurt. Exactly. Cam Clark isn't on there, I checked. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Looking forward to that, if it ever happens. Um, $5 a month, you get shout-outs at the end of episodes that we always remember to do. You can send a request to Funpoint, our music podcast. Um, and at $10 a month, you get all that plus special user status in Discord, and we'll make a monster for you in Fire Pro Wrestling, who will eventually die to either uh, Elliot the Tormentor or Tom Nook. So, Fucking Tom Nook first round draft pick for the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals. He's going on the fucking O line, dude. Like <laughs> Mission protect Tom Brady. At all at all costs. <laughs> anyway, patreon.com slash postgamer thrones. Uh next episode we have thirty eight. Conflict at Bus School. B- bus School. Bashul. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, conflict at the place they go in this episode, which is a deserted town. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one starts with Hawkeye getting home and seeing villain evil eyes in the corner, but it just turns out to be the lovely Hayate, mm-hmm. the fun dog that we all know and love. She th- she thinks it's a scary little boy, but it's actually just a, a little a little puppy boy. It's the dog that's her friend. She's simply having problem, and then she really is. She's having problem because there's a little boy who lives in her shadow now. And um Roy Mustang calls and says, hey, I'm drunk. Want some flowers? What the fuck? And she takes like seven seconds too long to answer. And he's like, hmm, something is wrong. Is there anything <laughs> wrong, Hawkeye? You must tell me if something's wrong. And she's like, uh, no, it is nothing. Yeah. I did not see a little ter- boy transform into dark shadows. Yeah. Goodbye. I'm regular, by the way. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And then she gives uh, Hayate a big hug, which I liked mm-hmm. because he deserves it. Yeah. And then the last shot before the intro is Roy Mustang hanging out in the Hughes booth, which is probably nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, our, our, our crew gets to this town, which we learn is a ghost town, the perfect place to hide. Yeah, it's and where Anyaba lives. Solf J. Kimbley of all people says this will be problematic. So, <laughs> you know, he's doing yeah. some introspection. Uh, 
And two very normal guys are like, uh, we will be your escorts, Elric Kyodai. Yeah, Come Colonel, uh, we're Colonels, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, and we're regular. Yeah. Uh-huh. Come with us. Two minutes later, they're like, oh, I saw him in this building, and then just, like, immediately escape from them. <laughs> it's pretty good that they do try to hatch a plan and just, they just do the classic look of distraction bit. Very funny. There's two times in this episode where they're like, wow, this will only work if we do this, and it just immediately does. Listen, they got they ha- they have the protagonist's touch. The the next example is right now where they're like, "Wow, this building!" Like, they're they're on top screaming about how la- how big the place is, but no one seems to hear it. Yeah, they need to find Scar and Little Girl, and then they go downstairs and be like, "This place is huge. There's no way we're gonna find anyone unless they come to us." God, and I wish May Chan was here. And then it's just a fucking like procession of all the characters they're looking for, being like, <laughs> "Elric Yodai." Like, they genuinely come in for a huge party. They do. <laughs> Every named character in yeah. the show. Ah, oh, Sig Curtis, the library girl. What's up? <laughs> Great. Panini, you're back. Panini, finally. Hmm. Uh, Panini so, would have loved to be in jail last episode. He would have had so much fun. Anyways. So, Mei Chan walks in, and and she's like, Ah, oh, Alphonse, you've been searching for me. I'm in love with you. And then Ed is like, he becomes, like, the devil. And he's like, I've been searching for you as well. Edward Elric has never talked to a girl in his entire fucking life. <laughs> he and he never will. Uh, it's fucking, he, like, he... It's not often that you see a protagonist do um, negative character growth. Uh, but I feel hey. like he was more proficient at, like, talking to a girl, like, when he was a baby. Listen, the show is full of surprises. That's true. Uh, she She tells Ed, you're not my type. So, owned. Yeah. Um. Uh, then fucking Winry has been hiding an owl. So I thought, remember when no. Ed was dying in the snow? And I was like, well, maybe Alphonse doesn't want, like, people in him. But Yeah, when he had that Winry really traumatic, it. like, experience of, like, having a human being die and uh-huh. bleed out inside of him. Um, but that's, that's probably the closest thing to, like... Uh, like, yeah, Game of Thrones continuity thing that I actually would have about the show so far. Yeah, Winry is not only welcome to live inside Alphonse, she is allowed. She's allowed. So, um, yeah. She falls out, and Mei Chan's like, wow, who is this girl? And fucking Alphonse, he's, at first he's like, uh, 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 don't worry about it, she's a friend from childhood. And then we fucking zoom in on him, and he says, why am I making excuses like I was two-timing someone? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Um, so then Dr. Dr. Marco shows up and everybody immediately goes, ugh! Uh, Yeah, oh, you look like shit, dude! Uh, and then fucking Mr. Yoki comes in and everyone in unison says, who the fuck is this guy? I love when the main characters of the series all in unison say, who? But it's so, not not just because of our, our smooth brains, but he's like, I will give you a flashback of what happened before the series. Who among Uh, us does not remember you swell? This all happens in the manga and, like, the 2003 series. But they just skipped it and put it now to totally just derail all the momentum of these couple episodes. Anyway, it is funny <laughs> because it's, like, a silent film of Mr. Yoki portraying himself as the, pr- the protagonist. Genuinely the, like, very enjoyable. Of, like, the evil Elric Kyodai who Yoki was, like, being very generous to the mine workers yeah. by, like, stealing their salaries. This is what, he- like, union-busting bosses actually believe. It is, Yeah. So, and and every time, it's like, uh, the text pops up and it's like a silent film as Yoki narrates it. And it's actually funny, but basically he's like, I was the, the, 
the commander at this mine where everyone loved me and the piece of shit workers there uh, were very rude to me. Um, until one day when Edward Elric, the devil, the worst man to ever exist, came and tricked me into buying a fucking comedic stack of gold bars for my mine, <laughs> which I believed to happen. Uh-huh. Uh, but then it, it was a trick. It was coal. He sold him coal because it's coal mine. It's, he's doing... Uh, when I was trying to make sense thing. of this, I did also, second time in the series of episodes, I was like, well, we haven't heard anything about Edward doing that, and that's really funny. This was probably also Envy. Yeah. Who was doing every, tricks. Every Envy, it, it's like the all the serial Pharrell theories, but anyone could be Envy at all times. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Comrade Edward, like, gives the fucking means of production to the working man. Mm. And forces, <laughs> forces the boss to try to become a professional clown. A clown, yeah, there's a montage. He's like, oh, I tried many different business ventures, and one is a fucking clown. Until he says, uh... Like, my fallback investments also failed, and he's, like, fucking playing roulette and getting thrown out uh-huh. like he's on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> and then he says, as a last resort, I went to seek a goodwill loan from a millionaire family, and you see him in a fucking big suit that says robber on it, like, <laughs> creeping through a mansion. This is this is what Dario Brando actually believes. And then we see two large people with, like, blonde hair. Uh, don't know if if that means anything. A rich family who are full of muscles and blonde hair. I don't mm-hmm. know. Something to think about. Anyway. Uh, Anyways, a little girl with a piano murders him and he dies. Rest and in he peace. dies. Uh-huh. And then we go back to the present tense and, like, no one's even looking at him. They're all just, like, doing other shit. Like, genuinely one of my favorite, one of my Edward Elric crowning moments of badass mm. is just when he's, I swear, revenge on the Elric Kyodai. And they're just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must have been real hard for you, Pops. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're all going through it, bud. We kind of saying to what out. we all think. Uh-huh. Um, also, I do think it's very funny that, like, he swears revenge specifically on the Elric brothers, despite Alphonse never being shown there at all. He did not appear in the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his, Edward Elric and his cool enforcer. Yeah. Um. So then... We go back, so, like, we go back and Kimberly's just standing in the middle of, of the town. Hat's back soldier, on, though. Hat's back hat's, on. Hat, hat is there. A soldier walks up and he's like, oh, sir, Winry is gone. And he's like, well, go find her. And then the soldier fucking, like, looks at us, the viewer, and does, goes, like, a yeah. winky face. Yeah. Uh, there's a shot here. It, like, zooms out and we just see, like, the soldiers running off and Kimberly's in the distance. But he looks like his texture hasn't popped in yet, and he's just, like, in a huge jacket, like, very far away. Uh-huh. It looks extremely funny. He clips through a table. It's very sad. Yeah. Um, it's loading, anyway. like, hat.exe. Yeah. Uh, is it? Is this when uh, the two normal guys find Scar? Yeah. Like, the, guess and- what? We're not normal guys. We're monsters. There's a lot of shit in this episode, and I think specifically in, like, the next few scenes where, like... They telegraph what's about to happen by a character saying something out loud that they wouldn't usually say to tell mm-hmm. the audience what's happening. Like, Scar is going to be like, this will be an easy fight because you're two regular mortal humans. And then uh-huh. they'll say, oh, really? Like, that happens six or seven times in this fight. Uh, we, I, I don't remember if we mentioned in the last episode when it goes, Full Metal Alchemist, you see the nice picture of Salim and then the one when he's literally Satan. Yeah, uh, well... That's good. Because in this one, I forget who it shows first. It's probably like, it just shows like a regular picture of Winry. And then it shows fucking Zampano and Gerso. And they look like 
the fucking monster. They want to like, be Barry the Chopper and uh, and friend so bad, but they're not. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Steven the Slicer. Right. Sure. Uh, we go back to, like, the other crew, and then Edward, Edward Elric tells Dr. Marker, he's like, Dr. Marker, listen, I figured everything out about alchemy there is to know. I know all the secrets. And then he's like, actually, someone way smarter than you did that, and, and Dio voiced him. So we need to, uh, decipher his code in order to get the real secrets. Uh, there's a big explosion in the distance, and you're like, well, that's probably where Scar is. Winry, stay here. Do not come to see the man Scar who killed your family. Goodbye. Uh, we go back to the fight, and these fucking monsters, they're like, oh, Scar, we know you're a melee fighter, so we're gonna use ranged attacks. Scar, we're gonna Z-target lock on you and circle strafe you so you cannot make contact with us. What if, what if these guys killed Scar? That would. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I could think about. It's just the like the least stakes of any fight I've ever seen. Just because it's like I know the fucking Bebop and Rocksteady are just about to get murked, and I'm excited to see how it happens specifically because they're like nasty little spit guys, and I don't like them very much. You didn't think Zampano and Gerso had a chance (laughs) to defeat Scar? They didn't even do like a cool JoJo Squallow friend pose. Uh huh. Yeah. If they did that, they would have caught Scar off guard because they're yeah. really not expecting something. But they're like just that. like the easiest way to defeat CQC abilities is to shoot, just to spit at you. So they they get Scar. One of the guys does net his move. His imagine you like undergo scientific experiments to like bind your body with that of an animal's and increase okay. your strength and speed. But then your power is spit. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. At least the other guy gets, like, spines, like, needles he can shoot out. Yeah. Anyway. I I wake up from the fifth laboratory, and it's like, congratulations, you have a cloaca now. All right. Okay. Uh, sick. (laughs) Anything else? (laughs) Goodbye. You're a go. You must must defend (laughs) Never speak of this again. Um, anyway. Uh... Ed and Al show up, and they're like, oh no, yucky monsters! And just start, like, kicking their asses. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Alphonse hits the Cesaro European uppercut on one yeah. of them. And then they're like, wait, 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 we're actually your friends. We're on the same side. We're Kimberly's guys. And they're just fucking as loud as possible. I don't remember any of Kimberly's guys looking like this. Okay, okay, wait, hold on a second. I'm going to transform back into my normal form when I'm the human Zampano. Hold on. So, <laughs> Edward, let me tell you something that only the real Zampano would know. Yes. <laughs> also, we uh, we don't want to gloss over the fact that Ed becomes completely Jokerified throughout this fight, and he's just he's laughing. Yeah, at first he's laughing because he has very lightweight armor now, and he can move quickly. Uh, then fucking, he's like, oh, spit is actually mostly water, which can be turned cold into ice. He does say my, Ed says my leg and arm feel like feathers, so we know which would be heavier, a pound of feathers or a pound of metal. That's true, he's the scientist. He named all the elements earlier. And then he fucking, so here's his, his brain genius move. He sticks icy cold spit to fucking one of these guys, uh, butts, and then he launches Alphonse at him, who, like, crushes the guy beneath him. And he looks at the camera and he says, wet hands freezing to cold metal when touched attack. Mm-hmm. He, just- he looks at the camera and says, man door, hand hook, car door. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, this is literally the thing that they do on Dumb and Dumber with Jeff Newsroom's tongue. 
It is. And as, like, I'm a genius of science. So it's very funny. Yeah. Uh, also, then Al- Alphonse, the fucking, like, 11-year-old or whatever, he's like, it's time you take a nap, and just fucking knocks this guy out. <laughs> he hole. fucking hits the coquina clutch on he him. Hits, he hits the coquina clutch and just knocks him out. Um, and then, yeah, this is where uh, Ed hits him with the fucking Booker T-Scissors kick to yes. the other guy. Pretty cool. Ed's doing a fucking emotional spinneroonie. <laughs> he is always hitting the emotional spinneroonie. Because he, he has lightweight armor, cold armor now. Yeah. Brother, I cannot wait until I have my human body back. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, so this is like, where Al says, Scar, it is time to answer for your crimes. And Scar simply says, no. He says, I will not. And they fight for a little bit, but eventually they catch Scar and Al, Alphonse does, uh, alchemy to like pin him to the wall. Uh, my, <laughs> yes. while they're doing this, like, again, since there's just like, they left, it's, it's, you know, you sometimes you just leave the gate of your Animal Crossing town open a little too long. Like, in the middle of this fight, right, when they have Scar down, Winry's like, hey, what's up? It's me. Winry and my So first, Miles shows up. Oh, right. He's like, he's like, Scar, I'm very sorry I must murder one of my own people, but this is my beliefs, and I was told by the government to do it. Mm-hmm. Then fucking Winry shows up, and she's like, hey, look at me, I'm here. And Ed turns around and says, what are you doing here, you dumbass? Which is yeah. a great way to talk Damn, to Damn, I hate my wife. I hate my wife. <laughs> dark, dark Chance the Rapper over here. <laughs> Let's go to Resemble and play with a beach ball. <laughs> so fucking Winry walks up and she's like, "What, Scar, tell me now, what, why'd you kill my parents? Where is she? And he says, anything I say would make it, like, would just be an excuse. It's not that's, that important. That's, like, what an excuse is, though. <laughs> <laughs> but then he does follow, so he's like, I killed the doctor's rock bell, which is a good uh, way to, to form that sentence. It's like the Coles de sac of your parents. Yeah. Um, so then fucking, there's another huge explosion from this same room, and Kimberly is just so pissed off. <laughs> He's just staring at it from across the town, and he has, like, a very mean face on. I was having a hard time getting... I, I recognized, like, I could step outside of my uh, body and enter a big metal body and, like... And realize that, like, this was... This is, like, a very cool scene. I love it when characters with backstories are in the room together. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this was my one allotted moment of this series of episodes where I was getting mad about Game of Thrones. Because... Yeah. This was, this is basically like when Bran wanted to talk to Jamie. Mm-hmm. And like it was the big finale of the last season premiere. And it was like, oh fuck, Bran and Jamie are back together at last. He's gonna be like, what the fuck did you, I can't believe what you've done. I, I'm Big Bird. And mm-hmm. like, and then it's just nothing. So it like in this, it was just like, Can oh, I, I bet it is cool. Fucking Game of Thrones has poisoned us so bad because I had a somewhat similar thought during this exact scene. <laughs> Of how fucking D&D went on record of saying, like, well, when we have characters in the same room, we think, what do they have in common? Oh, I and forgot. that. They're, yeah, they're just like, well, let's fucking, uh, Jamie and Tormund are both knights, so they're going to they're gonna talk about that. So, again, this is fucking basic shit, but it's literally Miles having, like, vexations over the fact that he has to kill one of his own countrymen and Winry confronting the guy who killed her parents. Right. And they're all talking about it instead of being like, remember the or one time like, we were also in the same place? What if the High Sparrow met Father Cornetto? I think it would go <laughs> a little something. Anyway. Yeah. So, Mr. Cornetto! 
<laughs> it's me, the High Sparrow. <laughs> you must atone for your crime, Cersei. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of the. Did you know that he's one of the two popes? Yeah, him and Hannibal Lecter, the Pope, <laughs> the two popes. Anyways, uh, we go back to the, the uh, hellhole tunnel or yeah, whatever, where these guys 20, have been. Twenty four hours have passed. It's probably sealed. Very sad. We're stuck down here. You're stuck in here with me, says Salim. But then fucking Buccaneer knocks on the the door and like a guy lets him out and he's like, "What the hell? It's been twenty four hours." And then other guy from Briggs, who I'm sure whose name we remember, he's yeah. like, uh, not according to this watch that General Armstrong gave me. Do you think she's actually good despite her cold exterior, which resembles that of the environment of Briggs Fortress? Damn. And he says, yes, I need says, to go talk to her. He says, sometimes the curtains are fucking blue and then he leaves. Uh-huh. So, and Olivier has uh, been standing in the exact same spot for 24 hours. It's, it's again, sorry about the, uh, to keep comparing it to the Game of Thrones, but it's remember the episodes when Bran was just sitting in the the Godswood for like through the dead of winter for a day straight. Olivier was just yeah. doing that for real because she likes it. Yeah, Olivier was waiting for Buccaneer to show up so she could say oil can, oil can. <laughs> uh, so then Buccaneer shows up. He says like, "Oh, thank you for showing us mercy, General." And she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And I simply love the, the two colors of outside. There's black and white. <laughs> and they talk like, look above, it's the blue sky. Like, yeah. Perhaps things are complicated. There's a bird which has a different color. Uh, then some fucking dude with a mustache shows up and he's like, what's going on here? I'm Mr. Yoki, what's up? Hey, I'm also, I'm Mr. Yoki's brother. <laughs> Dr. Yoki, his father. Um, anyway, we go back to B- Bashul Resemble. Uh, and fucking Kimberly is just has like steam coming out of his ears because he's so mad at this whole situation. When there's another explosion, and a guy's like, "Oh, oh, Ed, Ed runs out," and Kim Kimberly's just like, "Edward Elric," and then Kimberly's like, "No, Ed is like, quick, look up on the roof," and we see Scar has Winry there, and he's he's holding her as there's a big explosion behind him. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Um, so yeah, that's probably. You know, he he just decided to break out and be evil again. That's the thing. Like, it's a cool shot. And, like, for the characters, I can recognize that it's like, ooh, cliffhanger. I wonder if we can trust Scar. But it's like, we already know that he's nice. Yeah, we know he's not evil. He's not, like, the the next episode isn't going to, like, he's not going to fucking be like, mm, time to bring Winry back to my evil lair and behead her. Yeah. Because I'm evil and I hate other races. Like, no, we know that that's not what he's not what he's about. Ed may be Jokerfied, but Scar isn't yet. He's Harvey Dentified. Yeah. Goddamn. Uh, fucking me with Kimbley, but like without his hat, I don't recognize it's him. And then he puts it on, and I start freaking out. <laughs> uh, good episode. He can take off the fucking. If he takes off the hat, he might as well be fucking Mr. Yoki. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get into questions, because we got a lot of correspondence this week. Some popular episodes. Uh, a popular little boy. Let's see, let me scroll down. And he loves to pose for photos. Let me scroll down about six pages so I can find, uh, everything. Okay, first off, uh, at, you love to hear it on Twitter, uh, we usually post questions a day before we record, which is usually Friday, but anyway... First, first question comes from Can I Get a Poggers in the chat at Great Big Sword on Twitter. Terrific. Give me a quick ESPN Talking Head scouting report of the Elric Kyodai and what round you draft them in. Go Vipes. Go Vipes. 
Uh, I mean, it's obvious that, like, Alphonse is, like, a round one, like, uh, inner linebacker pick. Exactly, yeah. He's the quarterback of the defense. He's big and he's large. And he's got a great work ethic. He does. Uh, Edward Elric, uh, let's see. How can we, what, what positives can we put? Uh, he, he, no, not making jokes, but he would have to be a kicker because he has a metal leg. Ooh, here's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. He's got broad shoulders now. Okay. So perhaps he's large. Perhaps he's large. Put him in center. <laughs> here's the thing if i were the coach that's where i'm putting him just just edward elric just getting obliterated by yeah him. now that i've given now that i've given you metal materials that make you even lighter get on in yeah. there kid yeah fucking edward elric long snapper like that's, that's it did you uh hear that uh a long snapper from the tampa bay vipers is the only person to date who's been drafted like, fantastic Let's they go vipes. potential go vipes uh, we had a varying number of, uh, posts stating that they want, p- these, uh, listeners want to see their little boy, which happened in this episode. Here so he I'm comes. Glad, I'm glad, uh, here he comes. <laughs> fucking, they, they, they turn out their flashlight. I'm tired of seeing my little boy. Yeah. I pretend I do not see him. <laughs> Bro, I'm seeing this kid. This this alchemist got eye surgery to make his eyes bigger so he can look at his little boy more. Every other child is the dreaded Laramie to me. Yes. Uh, friend of the show Alex Leafcrunch says, What if it was a conflict at bass school and it was about fishes learning a lesson about bullying? Haven't watched the Eps yet. <laughs> I love a classic Leaf Crunch write-in that's just like, it reminds me of the before times. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just, you know? Uh, it's a nice Steph- comfy sweater. Thank you, Alex. Stephanie, Age of Oddish on Twitter says, Now that you have seen all the homunculi, what is your current ranking from best to worst? Uh, let's name them first. Okay. For there sure. Is, I think, yeah, we've seen all. So we have, uh, let's, so best to worst... I don't know. Envy's up there. Pride. Gre- no, Greed is my favorite. All I know right now is Greed is my favorite and Sloth is the worst. Oh, I already forgot about Sloth. Yeah. Okay, so there's Pride, Greed, Envy, Gluttony, uh, Lust, I'll Sloth. You, I'll give you a hint. There's seven of them. <laughs> and Wrath. Okay, that's the one that I also forgot. The main fucking character. Forgot about him. Uh-huh. I, I remembered Salim. Had a hard time with the rest of his family. Uh-huh. Um, I'm looking at the list. Gluttony's my least favorite, obviously. No, I like Gluttony better than Sloth, because he had that one Gluttony funny moment. Uh, when he was sad, and he said, uh, hungry, hungry whale boy. Um, Lust is, I like, I kind of like Lust. Mm. I should shout out John Havoc. Yeah. But I like, I, I like Lust, but I like Envy, Greed, and Pride better. Yeah. And the thing is, actually, like, right now, sort of shooting from the hip, Pride is my number one, but uh-huh. I kind of, like, I don't like what I've seen in terms of power so far. Like, I don't like a big eye tunnel. That's not, mm-hmm. that doesn't grab me. Mm-hmm. So, it gra- I mean, well, It grabbed Riesel Hawkeye! <laughs> like, if there's, if there's, like, a fucking gluttony Pride Requiem situation where, like, he becomes a large son, that might be cool. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We don't know. Neither of us know. None of us know what will happen. None of us know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Same, same tiers, I guess. But are you putting? Where are you putting Wrath? Yeah, Wrath is like, 
uh, mid-tier. You know, don't I, I I think because I don't think of him as Wrath. He's just like King Fur King Bread. He's just a regular guy. He's just an old man who does sword tricks. That's the thing though. Like I I'm like, "Uh, oh, Wrath is kind of neither here nor there." And then I remember that he does fucking he does chaos control and yeah. he does Deadpool slices and I'm like, "Okay, he's pretty cool actually." Uh <laughs> Friend of the show, Sun Hat Zenya on Twitter says, Brooks, how have you felt about Yoki up to this point? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta tell ya. Uh, um, not good. Not. <laughs> That's it. Uh, also, uh, yeah, his, his backstory was cut to make room for Isaac the Freezer, which makes me so mad every day. So this is like a, so was the funny comedy Rashomon flashback, is that like a fucking full episode of O3? Yeah. And Isaac the Freezer doesn't exist to tell you the plot of the show in the first episode. Here's the, now my opinion will almost certainly change because I always love the thing that I see most recently. So if I went and saw O3, I'm sure I would agree with this. Mm-hmm. But, cause I'm sure that's like, that's a very funny premise of an episode to just like have an asshole be like, yeah, unions are good, just not for our company. Um, I I really like Isaac the Freezer though. I thought he was kind. I thought he was kind of nice with it. He was. He was a little bit nutty with it. And I think it's I. It would be cool if just like fucking I don't know Dagmar Clefjaw showed up in the Game of Thrones pilot and was like, "Hey, um, Bran's gonna be king." (laughs) Then he died, and then he gets killed immediately. I think that would be cool. Uh. See, next up from Weed Lord Vegeta from the show says, Denny Brosh's pride confirmed. P got trick. <laughs> Sorry. Alternate universe where Denny Brosh's pride, but everything else is the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Sylvia, friend of the show on Twitter, says, I hate this fucking kid. I have no question. That's a thing. That now, I typically respect the takes of friend of the show Sylvia, but. Uh-huh. There's also I'm seeing some uh some replies that say things things such as Salim badly. Mhm. But then um I also saw somebody I believe somebody said Salim chadley which I can get into. Sylvia said that. So, well it's impossible to say <laughs> whether yeah, the two question sides, is good or not. Sides of the same coin, yeah. Yeah. Uh I think he's nice. <laughs> what I he listen. As far as, as far as we know, we haven't seen Salim be evil. Like, we've seen the, the tentacles be evil. But. Yeah, perhaps it's a Ling Yao situation. Exactly. Like, I'm looking at the questions. Right now I'm looking at the questions call on Twitter and I'm just looking at him. Uh He he has a fucking me haircut. It's amazing. I love him. Uh, Slitherbite on Twitter says, Brooks, congrats on making every single person in five grams of iron chat that has seen the show have a regular one. Eddie, you deserve an award for keeping a straight face and dragging Brooks away from cl- conclusions. Me editorializing like I've done five times in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate your labor. It's, um, it's, I just have to, I just have to jingle the keys of talking about fucking large offensive linemen and I just know we can. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, I start talking about the fate of Roy Mustang, and you say, so what's the USF draft outlook looking like? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was just, I was thinking about this the other day. Just was wondering, wanted to, wanted to pick your brain a little bit yeah. for this one. What are the new Pop-Tart flavors? 
Have you tried any? Um, the pretzel one is dog shit, dude. Don't yeah, even try I, it. Yeah, I've heard many reports of the pretzel pop tart being shit from a dog's ass. So yeah, I just I was I went on sort of a pop tart hiatus um, for the mm. last couple of years because I was becoming mm-hmm. a jock. But now that I am a jock, I can kind of you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went back to cinnamon roll and cookie dough frozen. Cinnamon mm-hmm. roll regular cookie dough frozen, really like unfuckwithable, completely okay. undefeated. And the next time I venture out into uh the grocery store i'll i'll keep an eye out for those mm-hmm. um also oh another one from weedlord vegeta which homunculus is secretly living among us in the guise of tom brady a hungus among us a hungus among us <laughs> um i mean envy is the easiest choice but which one is tom brady most like personality wise probably wrath like, yeah. you know, you know, he's giving like a post game interview and he's just like, well, uh, we didn't execute when, uh, it was important to. I've never eaten a strawberry. And, uh, we just got to come back next week and, uh, you know, play the game right. And then Have he you goes heard- home and just tears the place up that he's mad that, like, a fan yelled, go Tom or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> have you heard that he's just been doing, like, Tampa misdemeanors all throughout town all week? Yes. He's going into people's houses and saying, what's up? I'm Tom Brady. I've been, that could have been me, dude. He could have walked into my house and said, hello, I'm Tom Brady and I'm breaking quarantine. Would you, would you have liked that though? Would you have been like, hey, Tom, sit, sit down. We're going to, uh, Chromecast SpongeBob style. Yeah, I would have done that. My thing is just that, like, I would have been so impressed that I think I would have recognized him mm-hmm. that, like, I would have had no problem with it. And I would have said, please don't go to the White House when you win the Super Bowl in 2021. <laughs> I know you're going to. I'm just going to close my eyes when it happens. Tom, Tom, but, I had you on my fantasy team last year. So you know I'm a real I've fan. I've been specifically asking God for a new Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback for fucking five <laughs> years. And he and God said, you can have exactly one step up. And I said, I'll take it. The fucking monkey's paw ass quarterback you got. Yeah, it's good. Um, Who, what? So how would just just fun thought experiment. What if you're like, oh, uh, we're doing a, a, a trade right now. We're going to be uh, sending Carson Wentz to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Carson Wentz, listen, it's Draft Squad, the podcast within a podcast. Have you? How must he be doing? I Wait, they, didn't they, they took a quarterback in the second. Yes, <laughs> fly Eagles, fly. Like they took, like the Packers took Game of Thrones cameo, famous Khaleesi episode, famous unsullied member, Aaron Rodgers, and that still wasn't as wild as uh-huh. being Carson Wentz for several years being like, can I please have exactly even one wide receiver on my team who catches the the football? And they said, no, we're getting no. a new you. Thank you. <laughs> And then you you said out loud, I think I will like the Giants now. Yeah, I'm, I listen, can't do it. I, I went I went 76ers for basketball. I got to go. I have to go to the New York, New Jersey Gi- Giants. For, uh-huh. uh, the East football. Rutherford Giants. I, I Yeah, I just, I, I feel more, um, I don't feel uh, comfortable associating myself with a team whose main color is green. So, yeah, you gotta get, you got to have some blue in there for me, so. Oh, like yeah. the Seahawks, yeah, for sure. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, and then you also sent the question in. Uh, t- t- Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. Tim, you're my boy. Yeah, it's the you are my son. You're better than anyone. It looks just like Salim, and it's a little black haired little boy 
and it's from the movie, and it's the only part of the movie. There's a couple parts of the movie that I like, mm-hmm. but that's really the only. That's the only. If you ask me, it's been a while. I might be wrong, but in terms of the Tim and Eric movie, that's the only Ace Ventura crawling out of a rhino of that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like undefeated. Exactly. God, I I haven't seen it for years, but I'll agree with you on that one. There's also it's funny that um, John C. Riley is very sick throughout the movie. I get a big kick out of that. He's he's everywhere. He has range. Yeah, I did see that Walk Hard is on Showtime, which That's I had, which funny. Uh, I might I might dip. It. Oh, I actually I did watch the first five minutes, and um, remember when uh, at the end of season one of Game of Thrones, when uh, Arya ran into that stable boy and cut him in half, hamburger style? Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's a joke that I would have made on Pigot four years ago if I had seen Walk Hard. All right, well, we'll go back. We'll, we'll do the um, like remastered edition. We'll we'll put more current jokes in there. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, the episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Uh, we're back next week with Fun Point. We're talking about murder by death, which is not evil, like Brooke said. They're nice. <laughs> 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 Let's get this fucking pit started! <laughs> it's like a very, like, low cello. Just like... Just fucking destroying everyone to it. Damn. I mean, that that's just, you know, how I, how I would book it. But what do I know? Yeah. Um, by the skin of my teeth, I'm coming home. He just sounds like that. Yeah. It's really funny because on their first album, they did, like, funny... They tried to do, like, a Fallout Boy funny song titles, and he sang, like, just like, I'm singing a song. And then he's like, I'm gonna be fucking Johnny Cash now. And then he just did since then. He did... That was... Damn, that was gonna be one of my genius hot takes for next week, is that he sounds like he sounds like um, Johnny Cash. But... I guess, well, uh... This is, this is just a preview, so we get... Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I'll say it next you a, week. Give you a taste of, uh, of our insights. Our yeah, this guy sounds like a famous guy. <laughs> See you next week on Fun Point. Uh, I I believe it's the time I remembered this time. Yeah, so we, got, we always do. We gotta do some shout outs for our, our uh, loyal patrons. Um, who's uh, who's taking it this week? I'm personally just gonna come out and say it. A very special thank you to Caroline Savage, Lauren LeBlanc, Kristen Woodruff, Paul Moran, Sylvie McAvoy, Heckaby, Weedlord Vegeta, Valerie W, Maximilian Rower, Ziva, Anna XB, Brian Randall, Tufster McGee, Walt, Neve Noel Williams, Breakfast, Yupka, Leaf Crunch, Sarah McClintock, Magenta Rice, Kay Darling, Nero Wyvern, Reliet, Skyla Otero, Burgermeister, Put little uh, a little space in there for some reason. Mm-hmm. Barrier Trio, Beam. Magdalene Jen, Silvery Air, Ryan Lester, Nicholas Tartaglioni, Nicholas Tartaglioni, <laughs> Sarah Lucky Dice Curvy, Audrey Olson, Emily Vanderwolf, Derek, Great Big Sword, um, Alex C, Nick Jagged, Stephanie Ruff, Ducky Aisha, Hex of Lexi. Janos Kapuvari, mm-hmm. Raleigh, Paul Blart Fleshcart, Andres Gonzalez, Patrick Gallagher, Roy, Destry Hawk, Sarah and Blair, Gigantic Larry, Josh Veal, Paul Bechtel, Matt Ribeiro, I think. Nothing to say um, for that one. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> Silenced. Um, Dr. B. Dandy, Ryan West, Elliot Valentine, and Alex Schaub. 
personally. Thank you for supporting me and my dad. <laughs> I'm I'm using it to buy jumpstart CD ROMs. <laughs> I my for my first draft I draft Pablo Sanchez. Hawkeye son, would you like to come over and play Math Blaster on my PC? <laughs> <laughs> Turn out the lights. <laughs> He's nice. He has a fucking Firefly Funhouse ass power. Like, I yeah, he's the fiend. He's, he's the, the he's the friend. He's the, the friend. <laughs> yes, and we love him. We love him. He's a special little guy. Sorry uh, if he does something problematic in the future. I don't know about it yet. He's perfect. Know. Yeah. Uh. Well, some for funny. Thanks for listening. Uh. See you next time. Next next episode for us has. I think one of my favorite episodes of the whole show. I do feel like you've been saying you've said that for at least the last two episodes that we've done, but you have been right both times. Well, this it's more it's because it's a big uh, capital L lore dump on us. Oh, you learn yeah. about the um, the the that damn it! I was going to be cool and remember the uprising from the 1500s from before, but I can't remember the Riviere uprising. Sure, that's what we learn about. Anyway, cool. can't wait. See you next time. Bye. Bye.